Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of the Dictionary Podcast, the only podcast where somebody is stupid enough to read the entire dictionary. But you people, you're not stupid. You're the smart ones who have tuned in. I don't know what that means exactly, but I said it. Uh, So I'll give you more information when we get to this point, but I found something very weird. I think I found a glaring mistake uh, in this book, in this last column uh, or the last section of the this column on uh, page 103. It's the last part of this page. Wow, I could have said that way more simply. Uh, okay, the first word for this episode is bath salts. B-A-T-H, second word, S-A-L-T-S. It is a noun from 1899. One, a usually colored crystalline compound for perfuming and softening bath water. Number two, any of various synthetic illicit drugs with stimulant and sometimes hallucinogenic properties that are used uh, typically in the form of a white or brown crystalline powder. And then there was a part in parentheses that I skipped. Uh, It said sometimes hallucinogenic properties that are used as by being injected or snorted. So that's a way that somebody could use those drugs, but uh, from what I've heard, I would not. I would suggest not using these. I have never uh, tried bath salts, and I never will. I wouldn't even know what they were uh, if I saw them. Uh, and it sounds like it's something that probably should not be ingested. Now, we have bathtub. It is a noun from 1821, a usually fixed tub for bathing. Now we have bathtub gin. Bathtub is one word, gin is another word. It's a noun from 1923. A homemade spirit concocted from raw alcohol, water, essences, and essential oils. Next we have bathwater. One word, noun from the 14th century. Water for a bath. Now we have the prefix bathy, B-A-T-H-Y. It is, um, it's a prefix, like I said. Number one, it doesn't give me a year. Number one, uh, deep or depth, uh, as in bathial, which is our next word, but we'll get there in a minute. Number two is deep sea, as in bathysphere, and we'll be getting to that later in this episode, too. Uh, so this is just a Greek word from, uh, or the, the word bathys, uh, which means deep. So next, like I said, bathial is our next word. It is an adjective from 1907 of or relating to the ocean depths or floor, usually from 600 to 6,000 feet, which is the equivalent of 180 to 1,800 meters. That's pretty far. Now we have bathymetry, B-A-T-H-Y-M-E-T-R-Y. It is a noun from circa 1855. The measurement of water depth at various places in a body of water. Also, the information derived from such measurements. Bathymetric is, uh, oh, bathymetric or bathymetrical are adjectives, and bathymetrically is an adverb. Next is bath, I tried to say this word before and I'm still having trouble, bathypelagic, B-A-T-Y-P-E-L-A-G-I-C, bathypelagic. It is an adjective from 1891 of relating to or living in the ocean depths, especially 
between approximately 2,000 and 12,000 feet, uh, which is the equivalent of 600 and 3,600 meters. Bathopelagic. I love that word. Now we have bathyscaph or bathyscaphe, uh, B-A-T-H-Y-S-C-A-P-H-E. So anytime you see that prefix bathy, uh, it is most likely talking about something uh, deep down in the water. Uh, all right, bathyscaphe or bathyscaphe is a noun from 1947, a navigable submersible for deep sea exploration having a spherical watertight cabin attached to its underside. Uh, so this is from the prefix bathy plus the Greek word uh, scaph or scaphy or scaphe or scaphy, uh, which means light boat. Now we have bathysphere. It is a noun from 1930, a strongly built steel diving sphere for deep sea observation. So is the bathysphere attached to the bathyscaphe? Now we have bath ba- oh boy, bathythermograph multiple th sounds. Uh, It is a noun from 1938, an instrument designed to record water temperature as a function of depth. Next, we have batik or batik, B-A-T-I-K. It is a noun from 1830. One, a fabric printed by an Indonesian method of hand printing textiles by coating with wax the parts not to be dyed. Also, the method itself. Number two, a design executed in batik. I've heard of this from um, art class or people talking about art. Uh, This word is from, I think it's a Java word. I'm just double checking. Yeah, Javanese. Uh, That would be the proper word for that. It is a Javanese word, uh, batik. Looks like there might be a dot under the T of some kind. It's hard to tell. All right, next we have baiting. Uh, so this this is where the mistake has come in. There's the word baiting, and then there's two more words, and then there's baiting again. Uh, so I don't know if they just misspelled that second baiting and it was supposed to be something else, or if they just screwed up the order. Uh, but uh, yeah, baiting is in here twice. Uh, they don't even say first form, second form, uh, and they're not next to each other. Very strange. Okay, the first one of baiting, B-A-T-I-N-G, is a preposition. Uh, Oh, well, this is getting even more interesting. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, It is a preposition from 1568. It is archaic, and it means with the exception of. And the reason it got more interesting is because the second definition of baiting is exactly the same. The same pronunciation, preposition, 1568, archaic, with the exception of. So somebody screwed up. All right, now we have the word batiste. Uh, It is a noun from 1697, a fine, soft, sheer fabric of plain weave made of various fibers. Next is Batman. Batman! Sorry. It is a noun from 1755, an orderly of a British military officer. This is French, bat, B-A-T, with a little hat over the A, and that means pack saddle, and I am super confused. Why is it an orderly of a British military officer? Why do they call it a Batman? I don't know. What's a pack saddle? How does that relate it to this British military officer? Why doesn't it have to do with bats and a man with a belt of fancy toys and stuff? I don't know. It's a Batman. 
All right, we are skipping the second baiting because we already talked about that. Now we have bat mitzvah, first form. First word is bat, not bat, it's bat. Uh, second word is M-I-T-Z-V-A-H. Uh, could also be bas mitzvah, which we talked about before. It is a noun from 1910. One, a Jewish girl who at 12 or more years of age assumes religious responsibilities. Number two, the initiatory ceremony recognizing a girl as a bat mitzvah. This is often capitalized as B and M, which I think uh, we had the same information for the male version of that, which was bar mitzvah. So this is a Hebrew word, uh, bath mizwah. It's just spelled different, uh, which literally means daughter of the divine law or just daughter of the law. And then divine is in parentheses. Now we have the second form of bat mitzvah. It is a verb a transitive verb from 1976. Why so late? To administer the ceremony of bat mitzvah to. Now we have the word baton, B-A-T-O-N. It is a noun from 1520. Number one, we have the synonyms cudgel and truncheon. Two words that sound like they're made up, but they're not, but they should be. Uh, well, I guess all words are made up. Uh, and then specifically, the synonym Billy Club. Uh, number two, a staff born as a symbol of office. And born is the version that has an E at the end. Number three, a narrow heraldic bend. Number four, a slender rod with which a leader directs a band or orchestra. I actually uh, conducted a small orchestra for a short amount of time. Uh, I don't know, 15 people maybe? Uh, and I actually got a baton. I must have it somewhere. Uh, number five, a hollow cylinder carried by each member of a relay team and passed to the succeeding runner. Uh, number six, a hollow metal rod with a weighted bulb at one or both ends that is flourished by a drum major or drum majorette. And this is French, baton, from Old French, baston, ultimately from Latin, bastum, which means stick. Next and last word for this episode is bat out. Two words, spelled the normal way. Transitive verb from 1941, to compose, especially in a casual, careless, or hurried manner, as in batted out a first draft of the memo. There were a lot of fun words in this one. Um, there was one that sort of jumped out at me, I think. Let me just do a quick little scan. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of good ones. But I think I'm going to pick bathypelagic uh, as the word of the episode because, A, I like saying that word, but also um, there are creatures that are bathypelagic, and they live very deep in the water, and I think that's pretty amazing and interesting. Uh, so that is all the words. Um, if I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I'm listening to, uh, I would tell you about Curiosity Daily. Uh, I think they've actually won at least one award for best podcast or daily podcast or something. Yeah, they have episodes every day just like this podcast. Very similar. Theirs is better. I will tell you that. Uh, lots more better information. 
but yeah, we're we're doing real good work, both both of us. Uh, yeah, go check them out. Each episode is super short, um, ten minutes or less usually, and they talk about three or four s- topics usually, pretty science related. Uh, and it's super fascinating. I've learned a lot from listening to them. I've got all two years to catch up on almost, a year and a half maybe. Uh, all right, that's it. I'm going to end this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Thank you and goodbye.